Hello everyone, we are back with uh, what 30. 30. Yes. Did did 30. you did you when when we started this podcast, did you really think we'll stick with it for like 30 episodes? No. <laughs> The answer is very simple. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I I honestly expected myself to stick with it, uh, but I was not hoping you would also stick along for this many episodes. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> But I guess we have started enjoying it, right? Yeah, we are actually. I mean, so that that's what we started uh, off this podcast with. That's what that was the underlying idea. Like, yeah, we, the the intention was we already talk about these topics yes. every time we meet. So why not like why record not just, our conversations? Yeah, and and like <laughs> bore other people with it as well. Are you going to call that? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, like our friends. At least our at friends least. say that. Oh, what kind of like friends? When, when we start talking about this stuff, they 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 try okay. to shut us up. But but uh, the kind of uh, what do you say? The response, the response has been encouraging. Response, yeah. In fact, there there is listens. We we call listens right in this case. Yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. The the listens have been encouraging. Yeah. Uh, some of the angry emails that we got was encouraging. Did you get angry emails? Ah yes, we did in the uh, like in the first days. season. Ah yeah. Ah, not not anymore, right? No, I mean, I mean but 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 I, point I, I is silently killed them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the point is see again if someone is actually opening up their uh, sort of gmail app and firing a mail yeah, yeah. they they, uh, they to, care to, about the whole thing ha huh, my point is that is a win yes that is a win by the way we are recording this episode for the second time now oh because, my god uh, because, <laughs> carrying the same energy carrying the same energy. because i did you have to mention that <laughs> yes i had to mention that i had to mention that yeah if if people sense like why are these people like pissed off <laughs> yeah uh-huh. so if if science sounds pissed off that is because i chose the incorrect mic while recording for the first time we recorded almost this is our 30th episode how can we make such a rookie mistake <laughs> um, um, uh, i i don't know we have been doing it after a while i forgot to check yeah. Um, the, the the bigger reason why we are pissed off is because of our very busy schedules. Like both of us, I think the last time you take fifteen days to fifteen or twenty one. Ah, yeah, I think. <laughs> oh my god! I'll have to check, but that was a a, a long gap between recording. So the last the episode. episode you took fifteen days to post. Were were the were the were the uh, topics still very. like topical <laughs> okay so we spoke about the race we had just finished watching which obviously was not topical mm. uh, but rest of it was relevant yes okay rest of it was still fairly relevant because on the last episode we spoke about uh, like tesla's issues in germany we spoke about the the updates on apple carplay the the accidents the issues with adas systems It's uh, been so long that I've even forgotten the topics we discussed last time. Even I did. I'm looking at the list right now for the last episode. <laughs> That's why I I'm know. just praying that I we we don't somehow uh, repeat any of the topics. <laughs> no, no, we, we we would not. We would not. That's why. That's why we make a make a sort of list uh, of what to talk about, and then we depart entirely from that list for most times. Hmm. But anyway. So anyway, so what has been up with you because it has been a long break so I'm sure you have some personal updates as well to share maybe Personal maybe. updates yeah been very busy trying to lose a, a couple of kilos. Maybe you lost trying a couple to, of dozen kilos. <laughs> trying to improve my power to weight ratio. Yeah, same same with me, same with me. <laughs> have been slightly successful doing that. 
I have been. I actually managed to lose almost five kgs, and I think I was not able to address the denominator part, which is the weight. Yeah, which has only been like five kgs, but I, I think I can feel feel a, in general improvement in my uh, sort of physical well-being throughout the day. Yeah. So the power part is improved. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm actually waiting to check if all the kilos that I've lost gains me some time on the track. <laughs> Loses you some time on the track. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gains I'm, me some performance. I'll, I'll yeah, I'm I'm hoping that it will. I'm hoping that it will. Yeah. Um, at least, obviously, we have taken a long break from riding on the road track as well. Oh my God, yes. So I think I think not be immediate. Proper riding happened in February when we went to Bikaner. Yes. After uh, that, it has only been limited to coming to yeah. your house or to the track for uh, banter se- sessions. Yes, absolutely. That's it. <laughs> no, I, I think you had one visit to the track. I had two visit to the track. I after. didn't ride. Oh, I I did. I did twice. Okay, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. So yeah, even the folks at the track have started abusing me that yeah, I, I both of us, <laughs> both of us actually, because even, right now even the last weekend we went uh, to a race just to heckle people. <laughs> that that was actually brilliant. That great fun. Actually, great fun. Okay, great I fun. mean, it turned out that heckling is more fun than than actually riding or racing. Yes, yes. <laughs> I wish this was a YouTube video and we could have posted some snippets from it. <laughs> I actually am gonna post that on Instagram and link that. I'm I'm gonna do that and piss people off because uh, <laughs> some half naked people were heckling riders when they were doing timed runs. Oh man! So yeah, that I mean, great fun. And and surprisingly, uh, we heckled people so much. Like obviously, just the people we know, and they still appreciated us showing up, which is odd. Uh, because odd. <laughs> we we. Uh, as we say in hindi humne jaan dal di thi us event mein it was so fucking boring <laughs> it was a little drab it was a little drab and slow little is like like underplaying the whole thing yeah but that's okay there 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 are our friends as anyway, well so anyway, yeah. yeah but it was fun doing that uh but yeah someday at least like now that the power to weight ratio is improving someday we should now be able to post competitive times enter into a competition once let's see where we are at least not at the bottom <laughs> no, no, not at all. No. I, I mean, I, I, I can very confidently say. I can't be that confident because my skills, I, I lack that. At least on yeah, uh, no, off-road, no. I'm not that great. But still, but still, I think we are still reasonably fast, and, and we, we keep obviously, uh, I keep taking uh, notes of my lap times at our usual track. Right. So we've seen the improvement there. You also have seen a significant improvement there. Both of yeah. us have. So that's why I'm, I'm, and plus we train with people who are like seriously good. Yeah, one of the main reasons why I lost, I'm trying to lose weight is basically I want to participate in a rally at least once in my life next year. Right. By then I should at least lose forty kilos. Like twenty, I've already <laughs> lost twenty more to go. So yeah, yeah. losing forty kilos is like basically taking out a person out of you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. it would be like racing without a pillion. <laughs> Exactly. That is exactly the case with with like both of us. Yeah. Uh, nevertheless, I I have another like twenty twenty five kgs to go. You eighteen eighteen nineteen. Right. Yeah. So. Right. But yeah, I am pretty sure that another eighteen kilos, I should be better. <laughs> eighteen kilos is a lot of weight, right? Yeah. Plus, we'd not have to spend money on performance mods. Oh my god! <laughs> you remember that the kind of DIY projects I had just to lose like what five six kilos. 
Did you lose five six kilos? I lost what nine kilos from my motorcycle. Oh, that is impressive. That yeah. is impressive. Nine kilos from my motorcycle, and now twenty two kilos from me. <laughs> wow, wow. I I don't think I've lost much weight from the motorcycle. I have not, right? Yeah, you have not made that kind of modifications because yeah, the not. tail and a lot of other things. That actually adds weight. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that. So yeah. Uh, I think before we started recording, re-recording this video, hmm. uh, you just finished up watching Formula One. A yes. lot of things have happened over the very tiny, not tiny, not tiny, yeah, not tiny. It felt like forever. The the yeah, break, yeah. the so summer even Formula even One summer break felt we, like forever. Not just us. Even Formula went. Uh, Formula One went on a summer break. Yeah, I was talking about Formula One. Only. Yeah, I'm saying like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ours was more of incidental. That was planned. Planned, yeah. yeah. But a lot of things happened. Really, a yes. lot of things. Verstappen is clearly on the way to, to win another this. championship. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so consecutive wins. Right. Ferrari has, as we all expected, fucked F up. F for Ferrari. F for fucked up. <laughs> But a lot of other things have happened as well, like things around Ricardo, things around. uh mr alonso yeah like the the, the alonso <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, a a formula 2 hero who oscar uh, might find his way into formula 1 finally and sebastian vettel and sebastian vettel yes so yeah. what what do we want to start let's, off let's with? start with today's race like because i didn't get a chance to watch the race you uh, did yes. you tell me how it was Okay, because so I only got to watch the 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 I saw the the results. That's it. Right. Uh, okay. Happened. So a lot of drivers were taking penalties, uh, engine penalties, including Max Verstappen and uh, Leclerc. Okay. So both were starting pretty down the order, but okay. what crazy pace Max Verstappen had! Hmm. What crazy pace! In fact, so I didn't watch the Q3 yesterday. Okay. But apparently Max Verstappen just went out, killed it in one lap in Q3. <laughs> and then came back and even though he was supposed to start from the back right. and he like just went out killed it in the in the qualifying and just parked up yeah. to post a impressive time and even today he gained like 14 positions to finish on first uh, uh, followed <laughs> by perez which i think in this season was the fourth one two finish for them fourth yeah oh my god okay i didn't realize that Right. Yeah. yeah. I. I. Like, They, now that I think of it, I. Yeah. But still, it's pretty impressive, right? So uh, actually, uh, I'll, I'll take a detour here. I'll, I'll take a tangent here and talk about what Christian Horner was talking about in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. So you remember, Red Bull was facing reliability issues in the beginning of the season. Yes. They had DNFs. But when they didn't have DNFs, they were actually they killing it. it. Yeah. They, they. They. They basically won. Yes. Yeah, Every yeah. time Max Verstappen didn't have a DNF, he won. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I remember Christian Horner in some interview or something said that I'm fine with a unreliable car because you can make a unreliable car reliable but you cannot start with a slow reliable car and make it faster yeah and now it makes, makes sense right i mean now looking backwards it obviously makes sense but yeah. otherwise even also when you think of it i mean uh, like a, a lot of our friends obviously are also auto enthusiasts right right and they they tinker around with their cars and motorcycles Absolutely. in many cases also taking uh, very obvious uh, vanilla stuff right. and turning it into performance machines like a, a friend of uh, mine i met yesterday only he turned his baleno upgraded the suspension to to tweak around with the engine right. and all but point is in, in doing that he fucked up with the reliability right 
so i now i see christian honors point even more considering also that they are wow. they are leading i hope your friend is not listening to this <laughs> no you know he probably is not but but yeah never no, in any case I've, i've told him this like if you had to uh, like sort of uh, play around with your car you should have started with a volkswagen or something yeah. <laughs> like anyway they're not particularly reliable right why do you want to ruin the reliability of a reliable car mm. But yeah, that that makes sense. So Verstappen seems to be the clear uh, leader by a big, big margin now. Unless they like fuck up big time and continuously. Yeah, continuously. Obviously, yeah, which is like the odds are very, very. So Verstappen very is on his way to you know winning his uh, second championship. Yes, consecutive, right? Yeah. uh but more importantly so the, the race was great uh, except uh, in the first lap hamilton crashed into alonso mm-hmm. and did some damage to alonso's car hamilton had to retire i'm surprised he didn't get any penalty okay uh but anyway he retired he sort of also accepted his fault during a interview during the race only okay uh i mean but it was very clear it was visible to everyone that it was hamilton's fault only okay Alonso went on a radio rant, as you would expect. <laughs> as you would expect, and he was like, hey, uh, "This guy only knows how to uh, race from the front end, like not." So, but the accident uh, did leave Alonso's cars damaged. There damaged, was uh, there was slight damage. I think there, there is sort of a winglet that goes above the tire okay. on the front, right? So that looked uh, to have a odd gap from the tire. on one side compared to the other okay uh, apart from that there was no visible damage i'm not sure if there uh, like yet he went on to finish 6th yes he did obviously oh because he's alone so <laughs> right right 40 so, year old still killing it yeah absolutely and let's let's go to let's talk about yeah let's talk right about now. that no yeah. let's talk about sebastian vettel first so sebastian vettel is on social media first mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't until now he created his instagram account and right about that time he announced his retirement from formula 1 mm-hmm. now obviously older drivers experienced drivers drivers who have won multiple championships all of those apply for vettel right um retire to make room for newer talent younger talent right so obviously he was replaced by fernando alonso <laughs> that is the younger talent replacing him at aston martin <laughs> and on, honestly at this point i feel bad for stroll Oh yes, like yeah. that guy is overshadowed by legends. Right, there is no other way to put it. He's right. overshadowed he by. He comes from money, but he's. It's not the case that he is not talented. He is talented. Yeah, he's good. Anyone on the grid is talented. Yeah, yeah. he is good. He has shown multiple times. Yeah, we've we seen uh, both in Formula One and MotoGP that there have been people who have been rich, right, but not very good. Right, Stroll is not that. Hmm. He is good. He, he might is, not be the best. He is. He a, might not be a championship contender. Yeah. Maybe he can be someday with time. I mean, uh, less likely. Very yeah, yeah. low odds. Yeah. But yeah, but he's he, good. He he's is good. good. He is good. He's not like a it's bottom of the barrel. His his seat in a Formula One uh, car is undeserved. Yes, exactly. It is justified. Yeah. It is justified by his performance. But now that Alonso is going to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like first he was uh, sitting next to Sebastian Vettel. Now he's gonna be sitting next to Alonso. Right. So I think it's only gonna get worse for him. 
Yeah, I mean, how do you compare? Still? Plus, also, I mean, even if Alonso is not performing, even on a bad day, <laughs> Alonso gets all the attention. Oh, yes. Yeah, because obviously, like, like that—that that was the case His with Kimi Raikkonen. His driving, everything. Yeah. That was the case with Kimi Raikkonen as well. Yeah. Uh, by the way, sorry, another tangent. Kimi Raikkonen finally raced in NASCAR. Uh, sadly, his race ended with a crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, but till the t- till that point, he was actually having an impressive run. Okay. And my sort of Formula One Twitter feed, my, I mean, obviously I follow a lot of people uh, around Formula One. They were all talking about NASCAR, which I think is a big win for NASCAR. Right. Yeah, because they are able to attract attention from all over the world rather than just, you know, right. uh, uh, one continent. Right, right, right. So that is a big win for NASCAR. Anyway, back to what it is. So the younger talent replacing Sebastian Vettel is Alonso. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, obviously, Alpine had an empty seat. Which, for which, they had Oscar on standby. Right. But they had dips on Oscar till 31st of July. Okay. Now, uh, Alpine says Alonso left them sort of high and dry, didn't notify them in advance. He actually told them he's going to stick around and whatever. I don't know. Nobody will ever know. But Alonso being Alonso, it is very much possible. It is very much possible. Yes, yes. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right here. Uh, because we have seen Alonso sort of, in like, the past sort of going fucking over the teams, he's right. leaving. Uh, he didn't leave Ferrari on good terms as well. McLaren as well. Right. McLaren, so he was absolutely like in the face cursing them. Right. I mean, not not that McLaren was sort of justifying the position they were putting Alonso in. Hmm. Uh, anyway, anyway. Uh, anyway. So, yeah. So they announced, I think, on 2nd or 3rd of August that uh, Oscar is going to take up the seat. The whole drama that unfolded was nothing less than soap opera. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. I mean, honestly, at times, and, and like, th- this kind of shit happens in a couple of races as well. And do you think, like, you cannot even script something like this even if you try. Absolutely. Like, there have been races in this season, in the last season, a lot of them in the last season, right. and you cannot even script the kind of drama that is unfolding throughout. Yeah. And I think that is what happened. And it's still developing. It's, it, it's it is still <laughs> developing. Yes, yes, actually. There's so, still not a lot of clarity on a lot of different things, right? Right. So let, let's go by the sequence of events. Yeah, let's give Vett, it some structure. <laughs> yeah, Vettel creates an Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> replaced by a younger talent named Alonso. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Alpine is sitting without a seat and announces Oscar as their driver. Right. Now, Oscar in Australia, when he wakes up, yeah. puts out a very public statement Within on, a couple a of social, hours, yeah. Yeah, on his social media account that fuck off. This is not what we have agreed upon. We have not had any discussion, etc, etc. Right. Now, that makes two things very obvious. First, uh, the, it highlighted that the press release, like the, the, the sort of update that Alpine put out did not include any quote from Oscar. Right. Which was odd that but but nobody noticed it in the first place. They right. noticed only after Oscar made a this. A lot statement. of people were very happy that Oscar finally has a Formula One seat. Yes, actually. Even my, my my feed was flooded with, you know, that congratulatory yeah, messages. Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. Ah. But a Formula Two driver, a Formula Two champion putting out a, a very public message asking a Formula One team to fuck off, basically. Right. Uh, indicated that he is sitting on something bigger. Right. Right. Something solid. Yeah, but we do not know that yet. I mean, we do know 
Yeah, but, but he, we do not technically officially confirm. Officially, yes. yes. Then uh, Alpine scrambles. Right. Uh, then also on the other side, uh, the rumors were that McLaren is taking up Oscar. Right. But again, they have not confirmed yet. What they have confirmed is they are parting ways with Ricardo. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I think Ricardo's contract, when was it supposed to end with McLaren? Next year. Okay. By the end of next year. By so. the end of next year, they were supposed to part ways with Ricardo or renegotiate or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they are apparently going to give him a nice severance, severance or whatever you call it. $20 million. Oh my God. $20 million. $20 million. I mean, <laughs> uh, he can actually go to a, a lower race series and start his own team for 20 million. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> but yeah, that but is I, Anyway, uh, that part, but I feel sad about Ricardo in some ways because A, he's a very likable character. He is a likable... I think the only reason people are feeling sad about Ricardo is because he's likable and yeah. he has a fucking gigantic infectious smile. Yes. <laughs> but uh, he came into Formula 1 as a championship winning contender right he yes yes by red bull but somehow his uh, career trajectory took a very sharp downturn right. somewhere at the end of his stint with red bull and yeah, now in red bull he going... was playing second fiddle to sebastian vettel then to max verstappen which was not the case like like he was not brought into the team with that intention right true and now a lot of people have very publicly said that Ricardo is doesn't deserve a seat. Have you seen that? Like read a lot of statements from Christian I mean, owner, from yeah. McLaren, obviously, yes. Right. They, they've, they've been very vocal about it. They have been very diplomatically vocal about it. Actually not. No. Actually not. Because, see, Ricardo has been very diplomatic about his... Like parting ways with McLaren, but so but McLaren also they they made statements like it. This this was a partnership that didn't work out great, which is like they they made statements like that. They at no point they they demeaned him. In and a obviously they are not I mean, going I, to because it's not very acrimonious. Right. But uh, even uh, like Lando or Norris came out and said like, like I'm not I'm, I'm not very sympathetic towards. Him. I, I have not watched any video of Norris saying that. I, my my point is a lot of publications also sort of pick out things out of context. So because anyway, yeah, anyway. But the point is yes, yes. I, I agree. Ricardo is likable because again he he's, is seen as sort of the cheery, uh, sort of fun loving character. Right. Which is why people are feeling this way. But again, if you're not performing, if your sort of kid-like teammate is outperforming you, right? Plus, you didn't perform in Alpine as well. In a very competitive scenario, if you are not competitive, then you do not deserve a seat. As simple. Right? As yeah. Argument. Exactly. Exactly. That's the point. I mean, like, like there have been are... points in the history of Formula One where have where where the competition has not been very severe, right? You've right. seen a lot of drivers who are not deserving still being there. Right, yes. But right now, we have some very good drivers. Right, yes. And I'm, I'm saying Oscar. Yeah, obviously, yeah. yes. And, and I mean, apart from that, like, we are talking about the 20 most skilled and sort of in a position uh, of uh, being there. Right. I mean, you have to justify your yeah, your, your, your position. Yes, like, yes, you're yes. taking up one of those spaces for which probably millions are aspiring for. Right. So you okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Right. Sorry. Uh, what about Jihan Daruwala? Do you think he he has a future in Formula 1 somehow? The way he is, he is performing in Formula 2 right now? 
By the way, he did test with McLaren. He did. He did test with oh, McLaren. Also, that happened also in this this right. break. Yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> so that is obviously a great update. Uh, thanks to Mumbai Falcons, yes, they made that happen. Right. Yes. So, uh, and he is obviously a, a good performer. I mean, I don't know if I can very uh, confidently say that he will have a seat in Formula One. But I, I think of all the F1 hopes we have had so far from India. He is He's our best. best bet. Yeah, he is our best bet, and I and I really, really so we hope. We have had Narayan Karthike and we have had Karan Chando. Chando, okay, but Chando. But they were all like back of the grid kind right. of talent. Yes, yes, yeah. Jehan Daruwala might be some. Yeah, something, something, like something. Yeah. So I mean, I'm 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 very hopeful, and I know there are there are like the odds are not exactly entirely in favor, yeah, but true. they are still not entirely terrible. May, maybe maybe we'll maybe next year he's going to like be like, like a reserve driver or something who knows see, who knows let's, let's, let's see but i'm, I'm let's looking see. for that guy yes absolutely absolutely and he's also a very likable character okay yeah he he, he is so you met him no 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 <laughs> I'm, i'm talking like from <laughs> the from the inter- yeah, from the interviews and podcasts and all yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that way Uh, by so the way, yeah, we we talked about what Ricardo, we talked about uh, Alonso, we talked about Sebastian Vettel, and uh, we, yeah. So that was pretty much all the drama that. Followed. So Ricardo does he have a chance to somehow be in the for, on the Formula One grid next year? Because there, Alpine, there. Alpine. Because if you remember that he he left Alpine high and dry. Hmm. No, they didn't. Honestly, Alpine has a taxi. Uh, so Alpine came up. I, I, if I remember correctly, even Al Ricardo did not inform that he is leaving for McLaren when when he okay switched teams. Okay, that is that is one way to put it. But the point is, he had a contract with Alpine for two I know, years. I, I, yeah, right. And like Alpine right. was very reluctant in renewing the whole contract my my point is if you want him to stay fucking renew the contract yes. even before you are arriving at the summer yeah. break they, they, that, they, that they, is they my hardballing that that guy and, right yeah. so that is exactly my point like he had another offer on the table he took that as simple as that i mean even right now lpn is playing victim even then lpn was playing victim <laughs> honestly <laughs> I, th- this talks more about lpn than anyone else mm, true yeah. because even even now like if you if you wanted a, a, a driver you should have sorted shit out with alonso i mean i, I don't know what the what went down there right. but my point is ki if you if you feel like alonso left you high and dry hmm. and if you felt ricardo left you high and dry and if you're feeling oscar left you high and dry maybe the, the the drivers are not the problem maybe the team is the problem absolutely yeah. yeah because if you wanted alonso to drive for you next year you should have started uh, negotiating the contract and uh, like for him for him to stick around for you right yeah. you should not have waited and again for oscar uh, you should not have waited for clarity on alonso right like either you should have brought it to a closer and not not waited for all this drama to unfold right so uh, i mean honestly i feel lpn is not the victim here lpn is just the basically idiot who's trying to play uh, sort of on the sympathy now no makes sense yeah because again like ricardo they 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 said we could have built something together and all of that shit but again renew the contract then right renew there the was contract. very little commitment from the side as well right yeah because ricardo didn't leave in the middle of the contract yeah yeah yeah, yeah he 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 left at the end of the contract yeah so i mean lpn is just playing victim here which again is not not a position you move forward from right because if you start playing the victim you basically um taking a position of sympathy and th- there is no room for that in formula 1 honestly right. this is cutthroat this is reckless obviously 
by the way audi is finally uh they they, coming they, in. they yeah they 20, they showcased a film yeah 2026 uh so by the way you again okay, no, a lot of things happened right like porsche taking over red bull the, these news bits came out right in this break we took right uh, so you know ryanair the the airline the budget airline yeah. they they keep poking fun at formula 1 for some reason they have decided that their whole personality on social media is Uh, the, the formula 1 oh. brand <laughs> okay so uh, they so when uh, audi announced that they'll enter in 2026 they retweeted that tweet and quoted uh, will wait for skoda to enter to have the the same audi engine at a cheaper price <laughs> which i think which is pretty like accurate <laughs> which is pretty accurate yes which is pretty accurate i'm just saying that it was funny coming from a uh, airline and obviously they and they they do not fucking hold back they do not right. hold yeah, they do not i don't follow them so i don't know <laughs> even i don't but somehow they they just end up in the feed because of the the sheer number of formula one related accounts okay. or people i follow okay but yeah i mean it was it was funny because that is actually the case like people wait for a new audi to come out yeah. and wait for that to sort of immediately be available in a skoda at a reasonable price skoda and a vw right yeah i mean but skoda is yeah, always, always more yeah. uh, accessible yeah so yeah that is uh, i think pretty much what happened in formula 1 formula 1 yeah. i mean i'm pretty sure we are still missing a lot of shit i think so yeah but a lot of things happened <laughs> yeah but but let's let's i think move forward move on from here you having updates from moto gp to share oh yes like uh, obviously uh, moto gp took a summer break a little earlier earlier than formula yeah, 1 i think almost 2 weeks earlier uh, yeah so they are back again Yeah, before uh, Formula One did. I don't know how much you follow MotoGP, but uh, the you good. You know I don't. You, I, you know I, I get uh, the, the big Moto news is uh, MotoGP is actually following Formula One uh, in in taking up sprint races. Oh, oh, that that. So they haven't come up with the finer details as of yet. Right. They will come at the end of the season, but. As of now, they have said that they are going to introduce sprint races. I don't know how many races they are going to introduce every every in the whole whole calendar. Calendar, right? Yeah, but it's interesting. But okay, uh, so Formula One had a, a more logical reason for introducing sprint. So one was because Formula One has pit stops and everything, right? And their idea was that sprint would be more of a like performance run. Right. Without the strategy coming into play, and like basically the the uh, cars and drivers going against each other, without actually bothering about right uh, the strategy and all of that. Right. Like in MotoGP, that is obviously not the case. No, it is. So I'll tell you how. Uh, if let's say on an average, if a MotoGP race has around twenty five laps, right? Right. 25, yeah. Twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. uh tire management is a very big okay game. yes yes right. i agree there i agree there uh it's it's fuel load it's tire tire degradation <laughs> things like that right if you give them like 7 to 10 laps you don't have to worry about all these things right right i mean, so I mean half the grid is right now in the favor of it it's like pretty much like qualifying go all guns blazing right on soft tires right half the grid is not very you know happy about it and those are people who are not very good at qualifying so you understand right <laughs> no but again my my point is like formula 1 introduced that to to sort of show more overtaking 
to sort of show more drama but honestly MotoGP races already have a lot of drama no, and overtaking no it is only the case of Moto2 and Moto3 I mean Moto3 Moto also has lot of overtaking no, no, I mean coming from a Formula 1 fan that is a lot no it is not actually not so related we, to Formula 1 that so is I'll right. tell you what so tyre degradation is a massive thing in MotoGP right mm-hmm. now like uh, if you if you see that if somebody races off uh, from the get go right. the tyre pressure the front tyre pressure goes of the roof, right? Right, yeah. True. So the the entire thing becomes very boring. You you see a lot of people, you know, trying to calculate, you know, see like where it's gonna go. So if you if you give them the I I, I I understand all of that. Yeah, I understand yeah. all of that. I'm just saying that maybe there could have been changes made to the race itself. Because see, overtaking like you you, you would agree, overtaking like there is a lot of overtaking that you see throughout a MotoGP race, which was not the case with Formula One. Mm. that's why they introduced sprint but you never know right like no, i mean maybe it I might mean, get case, even uh, more the, exciting the, the change would be uh-huh, i agree i agree uh-huh. i am looking be. forward to it yeah, yeah obviously like, if it's, so people like jack miller uh i can name a few they 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 going to love it yeah so, I, I mean i i i see i see where they're going with it and yeah. i'm just saying it is sort of uh, was a bigger problem to address for Formula Obviously, 1 Formula than it is for Formula 1 was already losing a lot of fan following because of you know boring races right it was not the case with MotoGP obviously but uh, yeah we need some changes like to make it more interesting okay cool So anyway that, so yeah that happened uh, the second seat in Ducati factory team was up for grabs right there was big competition be- between Bastianini and uh, Jorge Martin Right. Uh, somehow, Bastianini came out on top. Okay. So now we're gonna have a all Ducati, all Italian Ducati team <laughs> right. next year. So that's gonna be interesting. Let's see. Uh, Yamaha satellite team RNF is now going to become the satellite team for Aprilia, and Aprilia is doing really well. Yeah, this it year. is surprisingly. Yeah. So yeah, let's see. Uh, your um, Aprilia is might actually win the championship they are second yeah and and it it sort of feels odd because aprilia you don't know but i mean like historically we've not seen them doing no historically they used to do well in the early 2000s really early 2000s okay from yeah, then they have been like absolutely missing i, I mean i was talking recent from, history, motorci- from road motorcycles they have obviously been the leaders for a very long time with the rsv4 right long back no not really Oh. RSV4 was the top uh, motorcycle superbike till like 2019, something like that. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It? So it has always been. I, thought, I thought Ducati was sort of killing it since the mm, Audi acquisition. No, they were no, no, no. Rolling RSV4, shit ton of taken. Aprilia with its RSV4 has been killing it for a very long time. So it was. It only made sense that Aprilia also makes a mark in. MotoGP as well. KTM has all very strangely tapered off. Like they were doing very well right. last year. Now they have completely tapered off. Okay. Uh, so that's with MotoGP. And and your favorite sport, Formula E. Yeah, Formula E. I don't know what else, what's happening. Does it still exist? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Another news from MotoGP: Dovizioso has finally said that he's retiring from the 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 uh, whole. MotoGP racing thing. Right. He his his stint with RNF Yamaha RNF has been absolute disaster. He he's actually going to leave mid season. Oh. Yeah, yeah mid season or I mean a couple of races he's not going to race. 
Okay, we should have announced in the starting that skip the first 30 minutes if you don't like racing. And that's your job. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Anyway, so, you were yeah. saying. So, I was talking about the Triumph TE1. We've spoken about that earlier yes. on the podcast. Yes, the development, like we have, we have been tracking its development since yeah. day one. Yeah, so. It is turning out to be an electric uh, speed triple. Right. Not it's street ele- triple. Electric speed. in the literal as well as the metaphorical sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, amazing. I mean, Triumph, you know that we both have been great fans of how they have developed their entire product lineup over yeah. the last decade. Decade, yes. More than a de- decade. Decade, decade. Yeah, I'll, decade. I'll say decade. Yeah. They have done a stellar job. Right. And even with their electric T1, which is, I don't know what they will call the final production right. variant. But we know that Ducati is nowhere doing anything great in that sphere. Right. We know that uh, Harley. Harley did a terrible job. Yeah, but eventually they spun off the brand. They, 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 hopefully, there will be something. But yeah, yeah but so far it is. We know that they, they're, I don't know, they, they fucked up big time. Let's see. What Plus, I think, I think there is also a problem uh, of sort of baggage with Harley. Because Harley's typical customer is not looking at so, those. Uh, the way I see it is Harley actually made a decision to have some future forward uh, strategies right but they didn't actually stick with it they saw their numbers plummeting right. and somehow mid their uh, the entire churn they 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 decided no this, it's not happening for them yeah if you if you take a decision you have to stick with it right exactly yeah plus uh, you have plus, to see it through like 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 i said harley uh, also has a sort of a baggage problem i mean like people like you and i would take a long time to um, put our money on a Harley even if we could. You'd look at a probably a Triumph or a Ducati or a Japanese brand. Yeah. I mean, in the Pan America, it's an impressive motorcycle, brings in a lot of interesting stuff. But my point is, will you pick that ADV over a, a GS or a Tiger? Tiger, obviously, I'll, yeah. I'll, pick, I'll pick the Tiger. Yeah. I mean, even if probably the GS is better, but like... But do you, do you understand that uh, Royal Enfield and Triumph also had the same problem? Maybe not to that extent. No, they, they did. They did. Royal Enfield most certainly did. Yeah, yes. And it is, it is gradually moving away from that. No, they are making massive strides. Yes, yes absolutely. I mean, obviously. So if Ari has been able to do it, Triumph has been able to do it, right? Right, yeah. Why not? Uh, because again, they're not sticking with it. Like Ari, yeah, that's Ari, what I'm saying. Ari, Ari is. Because see, Ari is maintaining products for their, what, what used to be their core 
buyers probably like 15 years ago like back in 2007 2008 right there's still like the, the classic 350 still exists in a much improved much polished form which we both wrote right right but they are constantly churning out new products which will attract newer buyers yeah but like, the, the, the himalayan also, was a detour hali also did that right they had their what like what the did they do they, honestly the, they like they they killed that uh, street fighter project what what was it called and it looked really impressive yeah. it looked really impressive it reminded me of some uh, we no, what i'm that. saying their strategy was right like they had this still they had their core yeah, but products. they didn't follow through properly you know? yeah, that, 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 that's, that's how it started right yeah. <laughs> mid mid midway they decided like it's not working for them it's pretty bad right so pan america is their only sort of detour and a hope because obviously the adv segment is growing yes so pan america is their hope but apart but it's from not that, working for them uh, i do not know the numbers to comment if it is working I, or not i saw some some figures but i don't remember but it's so you're talking india or global global oh okay. india it's not obviously it's not working we know that yeah. and we know the reasons why right because we know that in india harley davidson has a very specific fan following right yes boomers boomers who want you know the harley old school right harley yes davidson so uh, like basically the the harley buyers in india are basically the harley buyers in us like a decade ago yeah Uh, which is which is true which is true which is uh, and pan america uh, those people who rode it i haven't ridden it neither have you it's not a bad product now it is actually impressive from what yeah. i have been told but again you're standing against the gs and the tiger yes 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 uh, so or or for someone who's looking for a more road bias product the the multi strada yeah Yeah. So I mean, you have your work cut out, and ADV is obviously a popular segment. I mean, how the many, most popular segment right now? Yeah. How many tiger owners we know? A lot like, of them. Literally, it seems like everyone is buying tiger except for. And us. again, I'm going to say that like Triumph did an amazing job. Yes, like an amazing job in the, over the last ten, twelve years. I I think uh, long back on on this podcast only we were talking about this. Like a friend of mine was like Royal Enfield and Triumph used to make similar products. Yes. Now and what they were very similar brands. Yeah. Uh, what what went wrong for Royal Enfield? I mean, right now I can confidently say that Royal Enfield is getting its act together yeah. for the past for the past decade actually. And and because we are on this topic. A couple of days back, that video. Uh, oh, Siddharth Lal. No, 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 no. Six fifty. Okay. The six fifty and uh, the six fifty meteor and the Himalayan four fifty. Oh, four fifty. Yes, sorry, four four fifty. Whatever. 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 Yeah. Anyway, but it looks impressive. Yeah, and point is, looks impressive or not? My my point is, they are entering the looks. No, I'm, I'm saying. I'm I'm just saying. No, I I get get what you're trying to say by looks. I I mean. whether it is tempting to us or not my point is they are entering a new segment they are experimenting yeah the segment already they created with the himalayan right yeah they are they're cashing on it and they're doing they're taking the right steps that's what i'm going to say right i remember talking to i i think i told you i remember talking to siddharth lal right many yes. years back yeah. i think we spoke about that on the last yeah, episode yeah okay okay So I told him like, like wait for ten years, and I was very skeptical about it, and now I see it. <laughs> amazing, amazing. I mean, I you know that I am one of the biggest critics of 
Ari. I've always Same. been. And, and I have the credentials as well. Yeah, I've never owned an Ari. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay, when, when you sort of make negative comments about Ari, people attack you. When people, I make negative comments, I was like, I speak from experience because right. I own one. Right. I still have one parked at my home and it is a piece of shit. Yeah. Also, the last time I rode it, I burned my leg again. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, since the interceptor and the the, the 650 platform since, was since the Himalayan itself, they yeah. they've been in an entirely different direction. We have we have started, you know, we have, what do you say? Like appreciating it a lot more. And have, again, yeah, changed view about the company. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, even new classic, new classic is impressive. Yes. I mean, is. I'll go as far as saying it is actually a better product than Honda CV350. Mm. It it the engine feels better, the suspension honestly doesn't feel much different. I won't go to the extent of saying the engine is better, but, yeah, but a it, lot it, of other things are better. It it felt more rideable. Yeah, it felt more rideable the, than the, the, seat. Uh, the chassis and everything felt better somehow. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, except for the suspension, I had no complaints with the new 350. Uh, yeah. Suspension so was way too stiff. Yeah, very stiff. And I understand why that was the case because it is a heavy motorcycle and well dimmed suspensions. Right. Uh, like that would otherwise work great are costly right, right and right. they are sort of building a product for the masses what about the latest product what what is its name the scram no no not the scram the, the one which was launched a couple of weeks back oh right the the sort of bonneville like 350 thing yeah yeah Me- meteor no no not meteor not meteor it's no, built on the same j platform right yeah. so anyway i'm forgetting the name but, but it, it looks tempting it looks tempting it 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 has been priced uh it has a starting price of around 1.5 lakhs extra yes yes that kind of engine that platform that looks and with a price point of 1.5 lakhs, it is fucking great. It is great. I've actually already recommended two, three friends to try out that motorcycle. Okay. Like, so, so these are friends who are like interested in motorcycling, but uh, are not like very serious right. um, riders. So they're looking at like something like a leisurely thing, which they can ride about on the weekend. Right. So I've already uh, suggested that they try that out because so they, at least two of them, they love how the Bonneville looks, right? but they're not willing to spend that kind of money. They do not care about what the engine or what the power is. They just need something to put around town on a weekend. Right. So I've already suggested them to try that. Uh, Plus also, uh, slight tangent here. This take a lot of tangents. Obviously, obviously, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I do. That's, that's my whole function here. And that's why we've sp- covered just like one topic and we are already at the 45 minute mark. One topic? We have talked about MotoGP Formula One, and now that that is that is just one topic, motorsports. Uh, that is that is how we we set up the episode. So you are talking about the new tangent you took. Yeah, I I got distracted. I forgot what the tangent was. Oh, okay, yes. So so uh, this new okay. motorcycle. Uh, fuck, why why am I not able to recall the name? And you are not either. Which one? Which one? The, the new Enfield. Okay, I don't remember the name. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, huh. we both are two. I don't know. <laughs> Terrible at names. Uh, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Sleepy. Uh, so, it has uh, models with spoke wheels, 18-inch spoke wheels and 17-inch alloys. Right. So, all our friends who have been converting their interceptors and uh, continental okay, GTs to 17-inch setups, they'll at least now have, hopefully, a direct fit or at least an alternate from Royal Enfield rather than sort of picking and matching stuff right, right, to, right. to make the swaps. 
So I think they're going to sell a lot more wheels than they sell the motorcycles. <laughs> no, they will sell a lot of motorcycles. It's, no, no, that, that, it that it is, is a very compelling it, motorcycle. That is inevitable. That is inevitable. It looks beautiful. And we know the J platform and the engine is good. Yeah. And uh, I mean, TVS launched a motorcycle recently. I don't know. Ronin. I don't know. I don't know. TVS Ronin or something, which was at a similar price, 1.5, 1.6 lakh. Okay, okay, it's sort of an urban cruiser type, street bike type. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, which, so, I mean, that looked fine for a sort of premium commuter. Yeah, but yeah. immediately Royal Enfield is out with a product. Oh my god, yeah. And like... And we know how TVS fucks up with the marketing part. And honestly with the experience part, yeah. I've, I've owned a TVS. So, uh, when Ronin... See, uh, this is a testament, testimony to the whole thing that I forgot about Ronin. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was launched, we all knew about it. A couple of our friends went to Goa for, you know, the whole media ride for it. And right. I've absolutely forgotten about it. Right. Exactly, exactly. That's the point. Plus, uh, again, like Royal Enfield, and I, I would say this even from the early days of uh, like uh, about a decade ago, even when Royal Enfield was not making products that were particularly impressive, they were getting the customer experience right. You, you've, you've visited their uh, company run showrooms. Yeah. They, they are absolutely top tier experience. They've replicated that across their entire dealership network. Oh, yeah. You walk into a RE dealership that feels like a nice place. That feels like a place you want to like chill for like this. They, they, they understood that they need to transform their brand into a lifestyle brand. Right. And yeah. they have done it properly. Yeah. I would say they have done a half-ass job. Right. I mean, so I, I I come from a tier two city, even like where people do not or or either the brands do not give a shit about providing an experience. Right. Like even for the car I bought, for the Skoda dealership I walked into, I basically walked out cursing people. <laughs> because they would not even give me a proper price breakdown. Right. They would not uh, offer me even a, a chair to sit down on, uh, even a glass of water. They, 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 that was a horrible, fucking shitty experience. Yeah. But you walk into the Royal Enfield ex- uh, dealership there. They replicated there. that kind of They've experience replicated. everywhere. Yes, man. yes. They, it, it, it still looks like a beautiful, warm shades of colors there right. like the motorcycles uh, place there beautifully obviously the the range of riding gear available is not as elaborate because there are not many takers for right, it right. but the point is royal enfield is giving kickass products to the dealers to sell right so they have that kind of leverage over the dealers and they're cashing in on that leverage to get the dealers to hold to a certain standard of experience true which which i i really appreciate and they've been doing that for a decade now right but anyway, enough about motorcycles. Because enough? Oh, so okay, MotoGP and then, then we followed it up with the with Triumph. With a Triumph TE1, with a Royal Enfield. And like, in general, when are we not talking about motorcycles? Tell me that. Ah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, let's Ever not... since you bought your saliva... <laughs> okay, Scott that's saliva. what we are calling it now. <laughs> we have been talking about cars a little, but anyway. So, you have something else to talk about? I mean, we have an entire list. Wait, what about. next? What next? Okay. Uh, so, we have obviously multiple times spoken on this podcast about how auto manufacturers are lobbying for uh, people to not be able to repair their own vehicles. Like taking away their right to repair. Yes. And obviously we see why. we Because companies are trying to push in their subscriptions. Yes. That is one part of it. The story the auto manufacturers are selling is... That because the vehicles are so complicated and 
it increases the risk of exploiting the systems yes but nevertheless this was a major deal for uh, farm equipment okay uh, i think we spoke about john deere earlier as well a couple of times yeah the big that the farmers were pissed that the the stuff that they could earlier fix now they actually have to like rent out a truck take it to a dealership and these are farms away from dealerships away from yeah, cities yeah. so they actually have to pay hefty sums to to carry their tractors on trucks right. to the dealerships right so now australian hacker has released jailbreaks for uh, what do you call it your the john deere tractors okay yeah. <laughs> now we have jailbreaks <laughs> ओनली but nevertheless um, an australian hacker uh, showcased that and is making it available for a, a lot of john deere uh, customers so what is it like again the the idea is again to retain the right to repair to to allow farmers uh, access to their systems okay uh, and not have to pay hefty sums which is a step in the right direction because obviously the the right to repair debate is ongoing in us and i'm sure that is going to influence how things turn out for us all over the world right right and i know in india we are not too bothered by that because first we still have a lot of analog cars on the road right no more than that we have cheap labor yeah we have cheap labor i mean honestly if you if you and i have to pay the kind of hefty labor people pay in us oh, or yes. canada oh, or, yes. or europe i mean my friends who i know to be absolute piss poor when it comes to uh, techno like the the automobiles yeah. they are servicing their own vehicles now when they have moved to canada mm-hmm. and i i know i would not trust them to even check the tire pressure on my car right so i mean we do not have that problem because no, labor is much cheaper here the service is is very accessible yeah, i have i was on a call with my brother a couple of days back and he told me that the last service for his bmw 5 series was for 2 grand डिटेल because yeah, so that I, was something that was coming anyway yeah a cup i think last uh, year they they revealed their intentions to do that right yes so i mean they they revealed their intentions much earlier with their paid android auto and yeah, that but but uh, like saying that a lot of their car features are going to be covered under <clears throat> subs- the subscription model right yeah C- copying the whole tech industry right yes yeah. like make make everything into a saas solution yes So yes it was uh, met with a lot of uh, criticism we know that more yes. so because it was BMW why do you think so is I mean case? okay so a 
Toyota customer, I mean, I'm saying even if you're talking about the same price point, yeah. a Toyota customer or a Lexus customer or a Honda customer is uh, not exactly uh, the same as a BMW customer. Like BMW generally attracts sort of the driving enthusiasts, yeah. sort of the high expectation customers, which is why the backlash was more. I don't know. Clear. In the case of Lexus, it might not have been. in the same same you know category the 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 reaction people gave it hmm. but still i think i uh, it would have been very similar okay may, maybe maybe i'm, I'm again i'm just like giving a is, theory here the i'm just saying the bmw exp- a lot of people are saying that like if i have paid like the entire amount for the car why do i have to pay i mean that, that, that is that is exactly the entire debate yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway So now now BMW knew that it's going to get a lot of flack for it. Right. So But everyone is doing it eventually we're going to get used Tesla, to it. Tesla I guess was one of the first companies to do that with their battery if you remember their battery capacities. Right. And guess who also followed that Ola. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a massive topic. We should Oh know, sorry, we we did not record an episode. Oh, we Ola we have, yeah. Ola. we spoke about ola car but basically ola announced some ridiculous some ridiculous spec sheet yeah, on, yeah. on 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 when 15th of august <laughs> obviously, because obviously because That's what i'm saying it, it needs pa- an painted, entire episode painted painted patriotic yeah and they they claim that their car will do not 200 in less than 4 seconds uh-huh. which we are talking like bmw i4 territory and not the the i4 that is available in india right It the M50, not, yeah, the M50. So that is BMW i4 territory, and will have a range of more than 500 kilometers, mm-hmm. and will be available for less than fifty thousand dollars. I'm not trying to be a cynic here, but like fifty thousand dollars is what, like thirty nine lakhs, forty right. lakhs. Right. Can you really replicate better than i4 for less than fifty thousand dollars? No. Absolutely not. For a company that doesn't know shit about making cars yet, and we don't have the kind of infrastructure to build EVs here, right? I mean, we if we had, there was still some some degree of like possibility. But we don't have, right? We don't have battery technology. Also, we we're talking about a two-year timeline here. A two-year. Yeah. Like super aggressive. Yeah. We know what they did with the scooters, right? It was already an existing product which they are mass producing right now. And which is sorry, which has sorry, not been uh, like uh, it was an unproven existing unproven product. and not tweaked for Indian conditions, right? Right. And yes. By the way, sorry, we took uh, so you know we took up a new office space last week, right? Yes. So a place where you still not invited me. No, you you're always welcome. You've got a like. Uh, uh, That's a bad way of inviting somebody. Oh, I I, I did invite you. I did invite <laughs> you, but anyway. Uh, so the point is, in the basement where I park, I often see a Ola scooter parked. Okay. and whenever i see that i i sort of move the car away and like like park at a spot where it is at a like safe distance uh-huh. with a buffer of at least 3 4 empty parking slots mm-hmm. because no i'm i'm not saying anything are you are you berating bhavesh agarwal no i'm not the superhuman no i'm not and not at all <laughs> not at all uh, but anyway so uh, alongside this about? alongside this i mean this was obviously we we know this is horse shit i mean i'll i'll be fucking glad if they can come up with something but again this this seems like a pipe dream mm-hmm. on the other hand mahindra showcased uh, some electric concept oh yes 
which of which they, they showcase five concepts i believe right. and they say three of them are already in works right so and a friend of mine is working on the project so i know it is happening right. it's not yes, something yes. like and and they look fucking kick ass yes, yes they do they they look kick ass but i'm i'm thinking like pratap bose immediately got to work the moment he joined mahindra yeah. huh <laughs> it's like five, five concepts i mean that started is started big started by reinventing their badge <laughs> yeah i mean i think the the badge re- obviously the the old one looked obsolete already yeah, i'm just ago. joking it yeah. exists plus joke. plus also i think because they had a sort of a, a celebrity designer joining them i think they had, they had to, to showcase something ha huh. and the xuv 700 was already in work so they obviously uh, could not it i mean that was already work of someone else right so they had to sort of showcase some new design element to to sort of also announce that a a new sort of celebrity auto designer has joined them So I think the logo was also bundled with that. But yeah, the the five concepts they've showcased they Pretty they amazing. look impressive, and like considering that three of them are in works and we'll we'll see them out in and and plus by the way even they have not announced such ridiculous spec <laughs> sheet. They have announced very realistic spec spec sheet. Mahindra, right? Yeah, which which will be doable. I mean, Mahindra is killing the the value for money game recently absolutely, with absolutely. the XUV seven double O with the Thar. Thar too, but more than that with the Scorpio, and Scorpio. Scorpio N, Scorpion, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And by the way, another friend of mine, another designer friend of mine, actually has worked on the Thar five door. Okay. And I got to know about it before the whole uh, prototype was seen testing on Indian roads. Ah, <laughs> okay. So I was actually I told him that I might be interested in buying a Thar. He was like, wait for a little while. You'll get to see the. But five you don't door. need the five door. actually it is more uh, you know practical yes. practical it, it, it is it is but it is going to be i more. i don't think my next car is going to be a thar anyway i don't really need it right now ah, so you're going to uh, look at a, look at a sedan then no a second hand uh, eco sport <laughs> why don't you look for second hand uh, these uh, manual octavias although there are there are rare breed they are rare breed the last generation came my, in manual so the my whole point of buying a my next car is going to be like touring the entire country so i want something which is going to be very very reliable eco sport i know that it's going yeah, to be it reliable is, it is and reliable. if something goes wrong i can get it fixed anywhere yeah because they sold so many of those so that is the is main actually. reason i'm not going to plus go i think it's, it's also going to be comfortable for your mother to get yes, in and out of a crossover yes, yes. compared to otherwise there is no reason i would ever buy a crossover yeah yeah obviously there is no no other sense so the only point is like i want something which is very reliable i can actually buy something which is very exciting but the whole problem would be if it it goes kaput right why, and, why, why, and why. which is fairly common with yeah. skodas i realized that saying as i uh, <laughs> see my skoda parked outside <laughs> but yeah they're not particularly known known for their reliability so yeah bmw subscription yeah anyway so it it circling back to that topic it was very quietly launched in korea and in the uk right in us they came out and said that it's still not available in the us oh okay uh, yeah yeah so anybody who bought like a car for full price they will get all the benefits and all the features right But unlike yeah. tesla which sort of locks away the features as long as you resell the car oh my god uh by the way since we are talking about ev launches i mean ola is not exactly a ev launch mahindra is still showcase mode uh we finally have sort of uh a ev charger okay you get it ev charger 
No. Okay. Dodge Charger. Okay. EV oh, version. Oh, okay. I think we actually talked about it once. We talked about it a when it was back. An, almost a year probably. Yeah, yes. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's been so long that I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. So it was announced that there will be an EV Charger. Yeah. Um, e- like Dodge Charger EV version. So now they finally showcased it and it looks beautiful. Oh, it looks How did I miss it? Oh, Although I've been I've been working a lot so I No, I no, no. It was flooding the internet. It was flooding. When the was it launched? I, probably like 15 days ago, 15 18 days ago. It's so odd. Was it launched at the Monterey Car Week? I do not know. Okay, because a lot of amazing cars were launched there. No. I mean, it is. It is just a concept showcase, as far as I know. Okay. Uh, I mean, but tell but me more about it. And now you got me interested. There is not a lot more. So it will have uh, the soundtrack with speakers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it looks very pretty. But I, I think honestly, it it feels rather fitting that uh, a, a sort of a muscle car EV successor because, like, honestly, the okay, hmm. okay. let me see your hypocrisy here okay so okay. you <laughs> you you're so against the the idea of making a ev hummer but no 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 i'm 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 against the idea of hummer in general because they are like excessive oh what about a muscle car isn't it excessive it it is it is uh, i mean i can be a hypocrite look do do fuck off i'm a hypocrite go on <laughs> Anyway, I just wanted to call it out. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm a hypocrite, but I, I I hate the idea of a Hummer because like a uh, like it it feels like a flood of materials for what for what like because Hummer buyers are not using it for like the intended purpose and if your intended purpose is off roading then you can again do it for much less. Mm-hmm. So anyway, again I, for some reason I, I personal bias. Okay, call it personal bias, but I never, never liked the Hummer, and subsequently the Hummer EV. Okay. Ah, uh, but this this Dodge Charger looks good. Looks very impressive. I'm looks, gonna go back home and research about it. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. Uh, but since you're on this topic, uh, Montreal Car Week happened last week. Okay, and anything depending depending upon how long you take <laughs> to edit this episode. Okay, so it happened last week to like the. Uh, middle of August. Mid mid August, right? Oh, right. right. So, uh, some amazing cars were launched there. Like, uh, I'm not going to go into the details of all of them. No. Bugatti showcased its last uh, derivative of Chiron. Okay. It's the first uh, Chiron Roadster. There have been Veyron Roadsters. Right. Yeah. But not a Chiron Roadster. Right. Yes. Yes. It's a Roadster. Uh, it's going to be the last W16. Car. and where are they moving next hybrids they are saying the next car is going to be hybrid obviously rimats took over oh yes right yes, so right, mate yeah. rimats it's this is the ceo of the company you know right so the next uh, car is going to be a hybrid it's not going to be a w16 hmm. but it's not also going to be an all electric car okay yeah the next to next car is going to be an all electric so anyway some details things like that it looks nice Uh, again, some four million dollars obscene amount of money for a car, which looks beautiful. Anyway, should we should we like sort of split it and buy one contributing? Uh, can you afford that kind of money? Can In you? A, I can't. You can if your company, you know, the valuation goes 
<laughs> right so okay so if it becomes a unicorn we'll, then we'll, you might we'll, be able we'll to... hold on it for a while we'll hold hold on it for a while we'll, we'll hold actually, on actually we can't it. because all the cars have already been sold sure i really wanted to buy one <laughs> anyway so that's there uh, delorean the name obviously should be yeah, the bell yeah you know, so last feature. i know delorean was auctioning uh, their nft as well as a, a proper restored replica they have done a lot of like Things. Yeah. So DMC was doing that, but DMC what what have done now? Doesn't exist anymore. Oh, sorry, so yeah, like like what happened with MG? Basically, the DeLorean name was sold. Right. Yes. There's another company which is basically bringing back the DeLorean nameplate. Right. And uh, they showcased a concept. Oh. That happened. Is it, it is it gul- stainless steel? No, but it has gullwing doors. Oh. Okay. That's. what basically it is we don't have too much information can it's, it it's, can, it's it's rust, can it rust like the original delorean did did the original one rust uh, the, so apart steel from steel doesn't rust no, the right? body didn't everything else did it did yeah i don't know that yeah so the body didn't obviously it was a steel it's a terrible car anyway huh. but uh, we all love back to the future so yeah Huh. We we love love the car. For, In fact, I, 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 re- I rewatched the the three movies recently. I've done it a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that. <laughs> I thought, I thought you didn't uh, see the part three ever. No, no, I I watched the part three. I could not rewatch it when I started rewatching it last year. <laughs> Couldn't rewatch it. <laughs> started rewatching. I mean, I I I watched. So many layers to that statement. Okay. I mean, I watched the part three once long back. I could not rewatch it when I was rewatching it last year. Okay, okay, okay it sounds terrible. I get that now. <laughs> But yeah, I could rewatch it when I was rewatching it recently. Anyway, the new DeLorean is not going to be a uh, an asthmatic asthmatic car. It's going to be an all EV. So okay. all a battery electric car basically. Right. So uh, Lucid. Right. Right, we know that. Right? Lucid is an Lucid, amazing Lucid Air, yes. Is a pretty decent car company uh, which is basically the biggest competitor to tesla right now in, without in, in the scale of, but in terms of product in terms yes. of specifications yes I'm in terms of product yes uh, but if you remember their lucid air with that champagne gold color didn't really look very nice right like so, the iphones yeah anyway so they came up with a dark edition of it you know blacking out a lot of elements like what you want to do with your saliva <laughs> but anyway now they have showcased uh, a range topping version which will be a tri motor car okay uh, a lot of specialization so it was also tri motor no right? it was dual motor oh okay so now it's going to be a tri motor two at the two rear wheels and one at the front wheel whatever okay two wheels anyway uh, but the specifications are very similar to tesla model s plaid okay Sub two seconds, zero to sixty. Right, that, but, that but seems to be the norm now. It seems <laughs> it's still not the norm. I, I mean, like Tesla Model S. If you remember, it it has to have very specific conditions to fulfill that yeah. zero to sixty miles again, per hour. And again, that that ignores the roll roll off from first speed anyway. Ha, but uh, that is drag roll off. Said drag anything launch. about it? Hmm. Uh, it might be. A, I don't know. It it's. currently saying 0 to 60 time of sub 2 seconds uh range again lucid is r- the industry leader i guess i don't know no, something I, like that i don't remember so uh, some very very impressive specs 
right okay but i want so to not you have not given a lot of detail here you just talk even spoken ba- vague stuff no, which which it's we, which we do on the podcast it's not me it's no. lucid even lucid hasn't come up with specifics no great so lucid is keeping up in the in sync with our podcast go could on. be <laughs> <laughs> but the car i want to talk about is a conexec because it's a conexec oh is there a new conexec out it's a, there is a new conexec every 6 months 12 months they come up with a new car i Konexec, i know conexec yesco last no they followed up with a four seater yesco was not the oh right yes the, 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 the what was it called i don't I remember don't, i don't remember <laughs> yeah but it was impressive i think it was a one three cylinder engine three cylinder, creating a crazy amount of power plus the motors as a well a tiny engine which uh, is as big as a a4 sheet Right and anyway. doing about 400 bhp or something plus the motors crazy amount of power yeah. things like that but I mean, they 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 fucking keep reinventing the wheel and yeah. delivering yeah. i mean for the other companies you see that they they come up with concepts they come up with new ideas and they never see the light of the day exactly these guys like they have existed for 20 years i am glad that you gave that introduction because it is very important for how you introduce the car <laughs> oh okay <laughs> okay i mean i mean like, so like it's amazing that conexig has the la- the first conexig road car that was delivered was only 20 years back right exactly 20 years back a couple of hours back a couple of minutes back we said that we have been following formula 1 for 20 years right so that's the time when conexig delivered its first road car ever which was cc something cc8 okay right You remember it was a beautiful car it didn't have yeah, wings and things like that it uh, came on top gear as well but but eventually they added a wing wing because <laughs> yeah. it didn't have the downforce enough right enough Sti- downforce. even stick crashed the ccr i think so something like that ccx 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 or something then they added a ccxr which right. had a wing so but the first car was cc8 right and it has been 20 years since they delivered the first car as a tribute okay they have come up with a new car a very limited edition limited production sorry work. sorry is it something like what lamborghini did with the kuntash yes absolutely oh. but but oh, i'm i'm disappointed what why are you disappointed like like lamborghini did like a re re sort of redid aventador as a kuntash not aventador it had uh, like components from science no science no and like like <laughs> my name <laughs> anyway it is very different from lamborghini oh okay okay Because that is that is conexec being conexec did something crazy with their latest car But like so is, is it again like a direct drive without a gearbox oh my god their their gearbox is the highlight highlight of the car right the engine is pretty much the same the v8 like okay okay yeah which produces it is not the most powerful conexec we have ever seen right but it is still a mega car which means one horsepower for every kilogram Right, right. It has around fifteen, fourteen, fifteen hundred horsepower. Fine. But it again. First, let's let's talk about the design. It looks very similar to the CC8, which looked absolutely beautiful. beautiful. It doesn't have a wing, and it it's a modern reinterpretation of that car. So may try to imagine that. Okay. And it looks beautiful, right? No, no. I mean, the CC8 looked beautiful. But so. a modern reinterpretation, right? Yeah. The lights. things have been changed like that right so a more rounded off plus more freedom with the components right, i would right. say on design front but it's highlight right the 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 centerpiece hmm. is its gearbox so it, it has a gearbox it has a gearbox okay yeah, it has a gearbox i mean with conexec you never know you because never they've, know. Done, <laughs> they've done that without <laughs> a gearbox you uh, might have remember uh, might remember talk, reading about jesco jesco yeah right it had a crazy gearbox in it 
right with with like nine nine, cl- nine clutches or something nine six clutches nine six it was nine speed and it said nine speed but six clutches nine uh, gear ratios uh, okay whatever anyway, I mean, anyway it was named uh, lightning speed transmission lights yeah, yeah something like that light speed something like that okay I, it didn't have a flywheel either it didn't have a flywheel What, what sort of crazy fuck things I, are like, I don't know a company, a company which is only like two and a half decades it, it, like, literally the cottage industry company is like right, we it's do. a booty company huh? it's a booty company right. that's what you call it and right. it ends up doing things which companies with billions of dollars of you know and budget I mean, cannot shit. replicate plus so uh, I'll, 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 I'll sort of cut you off here more importantly the genius is in things that seem obvious once you learn about them <laughs> like yes. like there the the what regera didn't have the gearbox right, right. it was a direct drive so low right. end was taken care of by the motors and then the direct right. drive gearbox would take over right. i mean like it makes you, absolute pro- it makes, makes absolute right. sense once you hear about it yeah the engine But, makes so much torque that you don't need a gearbox right and the right. motors motors right. make so much torque right, right. on the low end and then the engine takes over again which which right. shit don't talk No my point is when you hear it you're like yeah this is this is fucking obvious right but point is nobody thought of that and like how brilliant it is that the, their ideas are so Christian obvious Von Koenigsegg the company's owner is one of the greatest automotive minds of our time I think I think a lot of his genius also comes from the fact that he doesn't come with the baggage of sort of education and experience in the industry yeah, because sort of when you know stuff your creativity is throttled by that but like, we imagine this that there are no precedents like we no, have never seen somebody that's like exactly him. what i'm saying like if you're coming from the industry if you have worked in the industry you know what the challenges people face you know the challenges right. in building a new car and you sort of restrict your thinking around that Could be, huh. like, I mean, even when we are designing a new tech product, we, we sort of start thinking that this would not be feasible. This would not right. be feasible, right? When you have that baggage, but when you're not coming from that, you you start thinking like much wider, and then you look at feasibility second. Could be, maybe maybe that helps could because be, be. that is the only possible explanation right. for the fucking crazy shit they put out. Amazing things that they do, right? Like, but anyway, we're talking about the, the, the V8 engine is basically an American V8. Right, <laughs> and we know American V8s are lazy. Hmm. Yet, Yesco's engine is the highest revving. They removed the fucking flywheel. Engine in V8 engine in the world, right? Because they removed the flywheel. Amazing, crazy yeah. things that do. Anyway, the highlight I'm talking about this CC 850. It's called. Okay. So CC 850 or like CC 850. 850. Okay, 850. Like 850 is the continuous number. Okay, go on. Anything. I don't know how do you call it, but it's CC 850. Hmm. It has an automatic gearbox. Okay. Which has nine forward gear ratios, right? Which was the case with Desco as well. Right. It doesn't feel very different, right? Yeah, yeah. Like lightning speed gear shifts. It takes 40 milliseconds for a gear shift. Okay. Which is crazy, right? Crazy. Took took it took took you longer to say that. Oh, much longer, much <laughs> longer. For forty milliseconds, you don't even like you can't count. <laughs> right. But guess what? The car. What? The car has gated shifters. But you said it is automatic. But it has gated shifters. But you said it is an automatic. But it has gated shifters. But it has an automatic. <laughs> what was the last car which had gated shifters? I think it was Audi R8. 
and lamborghini uh, uh, r8 v8 i think not even r8 v10 v10 didn't never got that i think uh, galardo also galardo galardo did yes galardo oh yes right so probably the the r8 v8 v10 also so but these are all cars which came out 10 12 years ago 2008 Probably. they were all all uh, you know discontinued by yeah. 2010 12 huh. things or, like that the gated shifters and the shifters were shifters were made obsolete and they were moved yeah, yeah. to an automatic because we know that manual gearboxes with this kind of power torque engine cannot these are not proper there, there are more challenges in in drivability and in emissions yeah. and in noise and But, blah, 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 blah. so the gearbox in this car is basically a derivative of the gearbox in the jesco right right it has nine forward gear ratios hmm. right but it has got six clutches in it so it doesn't have synchros like we have in a normal gearbox right instead hmm? yeah okay yeah it has clutches right yeah so jesco has multiple clutches six clutches right yeah six clutches right hmm. Christian von Koenigsegg thought like okay this we are onto something here why not use this to replicate the feeling the experience of shifting gear like a normal traditional manual gearbox oh by putting a clutch pedal on an automatic gearbox so when you press the autom- uh, the clutch pedal on on this this hypercar basically hydro- hydraulically operating the clutch one of the six clutches but how does it decide which clutch to operate okay you you're choosing the gear okay yeah but with speed this it there is a so the gated so, shifter on the car basically it's an it, it is like your pedal shifters yeah, it like is electronic okay. it has got no manual control right but the clutch on your foot has got manual control yeah right on the gearbox it. right hmm. amazing right okay, and so this is complicated shit extremely okay. complicated obviously in, on this podcast we cannot go into the details yeah. even i cannot uh, wrap my mind around the kind of craziness of this gearbox right right true true but uh, konexec the man himself he says that we have tried our best to replicate that entire experience and it's going to feel very authentic nice and we it. know that konexec it doesn't like he's uh, they, not like they, they, they fucking deliver he, huh? he's not like elon musk right like making bold claims and sorry another tangent here since you mentioned elon musk uh-huh. uh so some guy on twitter was running a full self driving beta of this uh, this model s so he tweeted his experience okay which was basically okay, like the the fsd doesn't identify this 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 xyz mm-hmm. and this should not be the case with a with a beta rolled out to public right now any sane person would respond to it by thanks for the feedback will will keep note of that and since it is a beta this you might have faced this issue right but will make sure to to address this in the final version right. i think that would be the response of a rational person a rational but person we are not talking about elon yeah, but we are not yes rational person but yeah. elon musk so the irrational piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so he chose to respond to that by attacking the guy okay yeah. very typical of yeah elon he's musk. like uh, the, we rolled out it to limited people if if you cannot deal with the issues with the beta why why did you uh, sign up for the beta and all oh, of that yeah. I mean, the guy is giving, on the, the 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 consumer yeah, but i mean th- that guy is giving you feedback just fucking take the feedback or don't respond why are you attacking him 
why are you attacking him right. and then obviously followed the army of like the sort of the the musk worshippers yeah. who again attacked that guy but point is that guy has paid not a small amount it is like 150 170 k usd right he paid that and he's sharing his experience and you're attacking him right instead of accepting the issues you're saying ye to issue honge right abhi tum dekh lo kaise karna hai <laughs> so ha ah, that's what but anyway coming back to people who Conic. actually deliver on what they claim oh con exactly yeah. anyway i i am very interested to see how it works that entire gated shift I, i think i'll i'll wait for a video by the, this guy jason from engineering jason explain to ha to okay explaining yeah but <laughs> i want to see somebody driving it uh, for that i am actually waiting for jason kamisa are yaar that guy does a brilliant job of making right. video or chris has somebody chris has yes chris yeah, has somebody, but, but jason kamisa makes it, makes it more entertaining Chris Harris is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Chris Kamisa. Harris, I I want to listen to his haan, take on this haan. as well. He is brilliant. I'm just saying, Kamisa makes it more entertaining. Yeah, an yeah. automatic shifter without, and it doesn't have pedal shifters on the. I mean, steering. technically, it is not even an automatic if that's a proper gearbox yeah, and multiple clutches. Of, I don't it's know. A, how do you a, how do you describe it? <laughs> it is an AMT on steroids. Is I it? Mean, it's not even an AMT, right? I mean, it is a manual with a clutch which which is hydraulically operated, controlled by a uh, computer. I mean, it's not technically an AMT, but it is yeah. close. Like, like, if you have to find the closest resemblance in any existing system, it has to be AMT. Right. But kudos to you know uh, Christian von Koenigsegg because we know that internal combustion cars are going away. Right. This uh, is the last of it. Right. We we know that. in a decade maybe we will have an all electric con exec we won't have a gasoline powered right i'm pretty Conic sure this guy will, this guy will find new shit to cook up even then could be but you know gated shifters are going right right right, right. and somehow he finds a way to put a gated shifter in a car which is some 1500 horsepower right crazy crazy by by the way okay i'm going to ask you this uh, quick question do you think gated shifters this whole experience somebody uh, in the ev world will try to replicate it i think we spoke about that already we spoke about that yeah, with, with now ago. this this that conexec has done this do you think somebody will do it i mean gated Toyota, shifters i'm not talking about pedal shifters that feeling no I'm no saying. no i'm not talking about pedal i'm so toyota i believe and we spoke about that couple of episodes ago toyota already filed a patent okay uh to have manual gearbox experience on on like evs right i remember that ha huh. so i mean obviously people are already thinking at in that direction i'm pretty Maybe sure it's a good idea what do you think what what no, are yeah not everything has to make sense i'm i'm not saying sense i'm just no, saying no, i'm just saying like not everything has to be a good with, idea with, like with an ev obviously it. with electric motors and things like that it's going to be much easier right It like, is gonna be much easier. Okay, okay. It is. It is obviously at no point it is gonna be a good idea to uh, sort of disrupt the what the continuous power delivery you get on an EV to give someone the feeling of a uh, gearbox Shifting on gearbox EV. Yeah. But my point is not everything has to make sense. Some things are just done for the heck of it. Some things are just done for the fun of it. Right. And it is great. Like brands are goofing around. This Especially is, in the uh, in the case of EV, when power power figures are going beyond twelve hundred, thirteen hundred horsepower, it is very yeah. normal for them. And you I mean, you like thirteen hundred horsepower, you can actually give it a stepped feeling. Yeah, and I'm I'm saying 
like see as long as there is market for it as long as people are willing to pay for it it's someone is going yeah, someone saying, is going to yeah. come up with that and like okay uh, it's it's fine people are trying like brands are trying to sort of give people what they want yeah. while sort of uh, moving ahead with the times yeah, yeah. so it it is great when when do conexec coming with a hypoca which has gated shifters with that feeling it's amazing <laughs> right it was the 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 show stopper of montreal okay okay now let's let's i think move on and we, we have more topics to talk about yes we do oh my we do uh so first thing uh, i told you so <laughs> then i'm going to go to the news so a european study has found that uh, touch screens are uh, cause for a lot more accidents than buttons yeah obviously yeah so that's why i started with told you so okay i mean this is this is this almost feels like my my granddad talking about kid nahi nahi i i know this better right uh, which which seems to be the case here okay so the older way was better actually right so uh, in fact i mean car companies are first adding distractions and then telling you not to be too distracted by the distractions True. so in my car if you actually spend a lot of time goofing around with the screen and the car is being driven for like at over 20 km per hour hmm. it actually uh, restricts you from using the touch screen for a while hmm. okay. i found that out when I, when when a friend of mine was trying to play some music okay and he had to stop every once in a while to find that track again okay but my there is a very similar feature a much more complicated feature in the mercedes eqs if you remember it has got a screen okay, I'll, I'll, I'll i'll put you a pause there okay great my car share features in mercedes eqs okay. go on <laughs> anyway, it uses camera to basically the track the 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 movement of your eyes the driver right okay and okay so this is smarter because i was driving my friend my friend was uh, sort of goofing around with the screen anyway, <laughs> so if if the the system feels you're distracted it dims the whole display okay okay it's like that But by the way, did you uh, follow this whole debacle about Tesla full self-driving and autopilot systems not uh, not accounting for kids? No. Oh, okay, so actually that, not. That <laughs> is interesting. So there's a uh, a road safety advocacy group. Okay. Uh, and any any such group is uh, sort of liable to at some point look at Tesla because they sort of get away. with uh, makes sense yeah uh, like acting fast and loose right so they did some tests now the point is they have not they've published the raw data they published polished footages as well so people obviously question polished footages they right. published raw data as well but in many cases when they were testing out uh, the fsd systems or your uh, autopilot which is level 2 right they uh, the system did not slow down or stop for like dummies of kids oh my god okay okay for humans or like for human size dummies it did uh, for child size dummies full it size did. It uh, did. for full size it did right. for small size it did not right now they they put that out that obviously so guess what that did mm-hmm. attracted an army of mass fans yeah. tesla fans fan boys tesla ratis including people suggesting that they would test that out with actual kids Oh. and nhtsa had to come out and ask them to like shut the fuck up and like <laughs> not do that i mean like do you really th- like like people had to be told that like bhai bachcho ko gaadi ke samne nahi like rakho like don't Very don't similar don't. to uh, trump fans as well 
those who there is a major rumor there is a major rumor you know that end up drinking phenyl phenyl what no yeah it it was yes some, like some, some hand f- sanitizer some, some some phenyl company had actually like had to actually issue a press release telling people not to drink phenyl it was phenyl or something 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 hand some sanitizer. some home cleaning product some or something like that yeah, yeah. and to tell them to not to not drink that to to deal with covid mm. i mean how fucked up is that but point is like i mean whether it is a issue or not i'm just saying even if that group uh, that road safety advocacy group doctored the video to show that right. my point is someone suggesting and people actually pushing for putting actual kids in front of cars that have a history of fucking up right how how crazy. ridiculous is that i mean crazy doesn't even justify that is ridiculous true <laughs> and since we're talking about autonomous so uk obviously i mean i think most countries in the western world are sort of preparing for a for a driverless future right and they are sort of trying to so usually what happens innovation comes then the regulations follow yes absolutely uh, i i think now they the regulation is trying to keep up right so uk has announced that in case of a autonomous crash the driver would not be held liable oh and we had this discussion in the last right, episode right. because a couple of lot, times right? yeah we, we had this discussion a couple of times that the drivers have been held liable in fact very recently a tesla killed a right. motorcyclist right killed a motorcyclist and the, obviously the driver was held liable right but it was not the driver's fault because the car was driving on autopilot right. and did not detect the motorcyclist right so now uk at least is trying to put a curb on something like this yeah it sets a precedent right yes and it is actually great because right. it puts companies on the tangent of what gm super cruises and not on the tangent of right. what tesla autopilot right. is right. that the companies will be held liable and not the drivers in case the autonomous systems were engaged which is actually great news i, I would say for the, the whole world step in the positive direction right yeah, yeah. We, need, we need that right so I mean I mean it's it's great because we need that we need companies to take ownerships because that is how we will we will get better products because if we keep accepting subpar products subpar tech will will be fed with more of that did the ola car actually uh, say that it's going to have self driving they did not say much <laughs> at all honestly they just said not to they made some, made some lofty claims and it was not yeah i mean it. <laughs> i wanted yeah, do you realize the the kind of battery capacity a car would need for 500 kilometers of range at least 100 kilowatt hour yeah we're talking we're talking literally tesla spec right we're talking tesla spec here or like a, a top tier model 3 would Even do that it doesn't have that नहीं अटॉपी मॉडल लूसिड हैज लूसिड हैज 500 किलोमीटर समथिंग लाइक दैट आई डोंट अटॉपी मॉडल 3 आल्सो डज 550 किलोमीटर समथिंग आई डोंट नो या सो एंड प्लस डज लाइक नॉट 200 आई थिंक इन 4.1 4.2 सेकंड सो दे क्लेमिंग दैट विद नो एक्सपीरियंस एट ऑल राइट एंड इन 2 इयर्स राइट थम्स अप टू भावेश अग्रवाल या सो आई वांट दिस कार आई वांट दिस कार मोस्ट सर्टेनली आई विल ट्राई टू बुक अगेन फर्स्ट फर्स्ट गेट योरसेल्फ अ ओला स्कूटर ठीक है 
especially that you know, we are recording twice yeah, yes <laughs> we have trained our uh, energy as well because mm-hmm. we recorded half the episode then realized it was on the wrong mic right so i think let's bring this episode to a close uh, any closing remarks you want to add mm-hmm. By the way, this Looking is an F1 triple header, so so a lot of new like interesting racing coming from. Let's I, see, let's see. Uh, I mean, interesting racing in the middle field, top top tier. I think we know. Hopefully, the, the the thirty first episode is gonna be even more exciting. Yeah, yeah, obviously, obviously that. We'll have yeah. more things to talk about. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we always find something. We yeah. always, almost always find something. So I guess that's about it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Again, subscribe if you have not already. Because what the hell are you doing if you're not subscribing? <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter, or in case of Cyan, someone actually asked for for the LinkedIn LinkedIn profile of of both the hosts of uh, the podcast for for a collaboration. Oh my god! Uh, guess who was not on LinkedIn? Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old school boomer. <laughs> Are you, my, boomer. My, my dad is on my dad is on LinkedIn. He's on LinkedIn. I, I'm not sure why. Okay. He's li- retiring from his job next year. I'm not sure why he's on LinkedIn. Maybe he's looking for a job after that. Okay. Oh, that that is that. I, I asked him. He he expressed no no such interest. I am actually I am on LinkedIn, but the thing is my profile is like basically empty so right. i i get notifications that these many people have searched for you that's it <laughs> oh so anyway yeah thank you very much for listening again i'll i'll put the the relevant links plus also the links to the stories we have mentioned um, throughout the podcast yes and again once again subscribe if you're not already and goodbye. hopefully this episode is edited on time and we're going to we come up with the next episode yeah, also guys, on time guys trying to sh- throw shade at me no no i'm saying also <laughs> got the next episode pretty soon cool okay then bye bye bye